Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Happy birthday, Hall of Famer. Eric Patrick Clapton turns 74 today. Three-time inductee into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Eric Clapton, celebrating his 74th birthday on this March 30th. Running the main line with the guitar god. A new class of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees yesterday. Eric Clapton. As a solo artist, separately as members of the Yardbirds and Cream, enshrined thrice. Again, it is Saturday, March 30th, 2019. Before we look at a look back at significant events and people tied to this particular date in history, including but not limited to these, Florida became a United States territory. And boy, did that piss off the Seminole Indians, this date in 1822. 1867, U.S. Secretary of State William Seward reaching an agreement with Russia to purchase the territory of Alaska for $7.2 million. At the time, they said it was Seward's folly. Well, they're the ones with egg on their face now, aren't they? March 30th, 1945, during World War II, the Soviet Union invaded Austria, the goal of taking Vienna. It happened in just two weeks. 1975, as the Vietnam War neared its end, communist forces occupied the city of Da Nang. This was the day... Only just a little more than two months into his presidency, when Ronald Reagan was shot and seriously injured outside a Washington, D.C. hotel by John Hinckley Jr., also seriously wounded White House Press Secretary James Brady, Secret Service agent Timothy McCarthy, and a D.C. police officer named Thomas Delahanty. Reagan did recover. In 1991, on this date, Patricia Bowman, Jupiter, Florida, told authorities she'd been raped hours earlier by William Kennedy Smith at the Palm Beach compound. Smith later acquitted at trial. Yeah, let's see. Famous folks celebrating birthdays today, including Eric Clapton. Peter Marshall, the game show host, is still alive, believe it or not, at the age of 93. Actor John Aston is 89. Warren Beatty is 82 today. Graham Edge of the Moody Blues turns 78. Actor Justin Diaz is 71. Paul Reiser is 63. MC Hammer, kid out your parachute pants and celebrate. Birthday number 57. Tracy Chapman is 55. Actor Ian Ziering is 55. Piers Morgan turns 54. Rocker Joey Castillo is 53. Donna Diarico is 51. Celine Dion is 51. 
My God, you born on March 30th. You got some talent. Uh, TV personality producer Richard Rawlings turns 50. Mark Consuelos is 48. Nora Jones is 40 today. Thomas Rhett, country music star, 29. It's a good list. There it is. Uh, Your forecast and 2020 sports. Mere moments away as we get you going this morning on the Saturday morning edition on 700 WLW. You're listening to 700 WLW. And on behalf of everyone here at the station, I'd like to thank you. So here it goes. Thanks for listening. I hope that came out right. I was practicing all last night. Yo, good morning. About 13 minutes till the top of the hour. 547 Eastern, that is. And here's some of what's passing for news at this hour. Around the country, around the tri-state, around the world. President Trump says he is likely to shut down America's southern border with Mexico unless Mexican authorities immediately halt all illegal immigration. He said, and I quote, I'm not kidding around. And that could mean all trade with Mexico. Not good for either economy. The president's been promising for more than two years to build that long impenetrable wall along the border to stop illegal immigration and Congress reluctant to do anything to this point. President Trump's decision to revive the fight over the Affordable Care Act, stirring a political pot and uh, starting policy debate among Republicans on how to best approach the divisive issue heading into the 2020 election. For the president's party, says Republicans will become the party of health care. We shall see. Two senior German officials see little chance of reviving Britain's treaty with the European unit to Brexit, to withdraw, after it again rejected by the U.K. Parliament. So that uh, is still pretty much a static situation. And a former University of Oklahoma student alleges he was touched and kissed inappropriately by former school president David Boren almost a decade ago as he was teaching uh, teaching aid for the one-time governor and senator. Allegations by Jess Eddy appearing at the center of a law firm's investigation for the school into whether Boren sexually harassed male subordinates. Interesting. And in Chicago, the city wants $130,000 from Jesse Smollett's wallet for the investigation into his report of a racist anti-gay attack that police say never happened, that he himself staged. It could all land in a civil court. Signed so far, Smollett is determined not to pay that money. The jurors could have to decide if Smollett staged the January 29th attack when so much evidence to the fact that he did exists. And a redacted version of that special counsel Robert Mueller's report on Russia investigation and collusion will be sent to Congress by middle of next month and not be shared with the White House before, according to Attorney General William Barr. The timeline included in the letter to the chairman of the House and Senate Judiciary Committees, sets up a possible showdown with House Democrats who are insisting they see the full report, all of it, next week. Reasons why that aren't going to happen and shouldn't happen as we go through the program this morning. Ah, I see a twinkling star on the telephone line. And who is that star? That would be Dick. We'll be hanging 
with Dick, the aforementioned Dick from Dayton, in mere moments. Good morning. Hugh Milford. Off and running on a Saturday morning. Red's Kids Day. Kids opening day. You may not get it in a baseball game. We, of course, will let you know as soon as the meteorologists get out of their huddle and give us their prognostic. It doesn't look good right now, though. But uh, if it does happen, of course, we'll have it here on the home of the Reds. Later on, Brenneman and Jones on baseball, correct? That's back for another season, another stellar season here on 700 WLW. And right now on the AcuteHearingCenters.com hotline, the one, the only, Dick. Good morning, Dick. Morning, Gary Jeff. How are you? I'm well, sir. How are you? Oh, great, great. Hey, just, just so we don't forget... Let's one more time for the listeners give out your home address so they can send you a birthday card. Middle yeah, of next it's month. two weeks from the day. Okay, two five seven nine. Two five seven nine. Walford. Walford. That's W A L F O R D. Yes. Is that drive or street or lane? Drive. D R I V E. Thank you for spelling drive for me, Dick. You're welcome. And that's Dayton, Ohio. Dayton, forty. Four five four 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 zero. Right for Dick from Dayton, his birthday, a birthday which you share with the hit king Pete Rose. Pete Rose, yeah. You know, I believe you ought to be in the Baseball Hall of Fame too, just as I believe that Pete Rose should be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Because you know, as I a fan, you. as a fan, I don't think there's a bigger fan than you, Dick. Yeah. Well, thank you. I mean. You 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 admit you're a pretty big baseball fan, right? Pretty big Reds fan? Oh, sure. So, I mean, you belong. They should probably have a statue of you outside the Great American Ballpark. Wouldn't that be great? That like, would play, be neat. Playing that your triangle or playing your triangle or, or playing a mandolin or something, just out there next to Tony Perez and Pete Rose and all the other greats. Oh, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to see if I can get with uh, Phil Castellini and and make this work, Dick, cuz I think you deserve to be there. Well, thank you. I mean, if if there's any dick that deserves to be there, you deserve to be there, Dick. Yeah. Yeah. What else has been going on this week, Dick? Oh, not too much. Not too much. I'm, um, well, I'm pretty happy with the Reds so far. Pretty good. Pretty good. They're they're 1-0, Dick. Yeah, I know. But, uh... No, Seattle is 3-0, or they were yesterday. 3-0, but like I said... The Reds I, are above 500. Yep. I think this uh, new manager is going to really, really, uh, we're going to have a great season. Well, so far it's going fairly well. Fairly well, buddy. Yeah. Wow. Okay, well, that's it then. What's going on at Lowe's? Oh, you know, we're just getting ready for the, uh, it's been kind of chilly, ready for spring. You know, they're they're starting to open the garden center now. People buying mulch and uh Flowers and everything, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, what kind of uh, what kind of do you, do you do you prefer Miracle Grow or some other kind of plant food for flowers, Dick? Since uh, you're my miracle. expert, you're you're my you're my go-to guy. Miracle Grow. Miracle Grow. Yeah. And 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 you don't you don't like the Roundup? No. Okay. No. All right. Thanks. Well, that's that's a weed killer anyway. Um, well, Dick. It's it's a joy to talk to you every chance I get to, and today is certainly no exception. Say goodnight, Dick. Good night, Gary Jeff. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, Matt Steinman says bye.
Bye, Matt. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. See, bye. see ya. Bye. See ya. So long. Get off my phone. News next at 7 Notice Today for a little musical interlude about 2 o'clock. So, just saying. We're going to have some fun today. Slinging drinks for hillbillies and others. And a little, little live music, too. Chris is really good. He almost makes me sound good sometimes. On the AcuteHearingCenters.com hotline, it is the one and only Dave from Harrison. Morning, Dave. Um, uh, well, um, I'm the Easter Bunny. Uh, I've heard, Dave. And they say we sound alike sometimes, but... Yeah, well, it's a little, little early for Easter, so you'll be Dave this morning. What's going on? No, 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 no. I, I woke up from my hibernation, and I feel good and got a lot of stuff to do and you know does any of this have a point well well, sure i just call up to say hi see how you were doing because it's been a long time you know well it's it's lovely to hear from you yeah um now the other day uh, do you have any stupid jokes today do you have any uh, let's get to it okay um what do you call a lamb with a machine gun what do you call a lamb with a machine gun? I, what? Lambo. Yeah. What do dogs and trees have in common? What do dogs and trees have in common? Uh, tell me. Bark. <clears throat> What's tall? Harry lives in the Himalayas. Hold, hold on, no, hold on, hold on. Go back to the last one. What do dogs and trees have in common? What's the punchline again? Bark. Oh, yeah, I get it. I see what you're trying to do there. That's uh, rough. What, what's the last one? And this better be, this is going to be the last one, I'm telling you. So make it a good one. Go ahead. Then hmm. um, if it's the last one. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right. What's tall? Harry lives in the Himalayas and does 500 sit-ups a day. What? <clears throat> the abdominal snowman. Say goodbye, Easter Bunny. Goodbye, Mr. Wow. Lambo. Ten minutes past the hour. 700W.org for more information. Last night at the 2019 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductions, ringing from the rafters of the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York, this David Bowie written, produced classic. Here's a little bit of Mata Hoople's version of All the Young Dudes. Kind of an all-star performance, a gang grope at the end of the uh, festivities last night. Def Leppard, Ian Hunter, you hear here, Queens, Brian May, Stevie Van Zandt, the Bengals, Susanna Hoffs, and Zombies Rod Argent join forces to sing All the Young Dudes. They've been a cool place to be, just to hear this. It's uh, 15 minutes after the hour on a Saturday morning with you on 700 WLW. And lo and behold, on the AcuteHearingCenters.com hotline, it's the only guy I know who can take a piece of crap and turn it into a radio again. Uh, old Radio Rick from Indianapolis, how you doing? And, and how are you hearing us this morning? Hey, good morning, Gary Jeff. Well, I'm hearing you uh, loud and proud on a 1972 Becker Wonder Bar 
car radio. Um, this thing is uh, actually rigged up in my van because I am driving to Toledo this morning for a house call. <laughs> you make house calls. That's awesome. <laughs> my, my first one since I've been to yours. <laughs> right, right, right. So uh, who's in Toledo? What's in Toledo, and what are you, what are you working at? So um, a, uh, uh, the interwebs introduced me to a fellow named Dan who does very much the same thing that I do, although he's out in Seattle, and uh, we trade um, rare parts back and forth if one of us is lucky enough to have what the other person needs. Um, and he restored this 1946 Emerson. Um, it's a beautiful little plasticon cabinet and near and dear to my heart because it is just like the second radio I ever owned. And uh, anyways, it was damaged in shipping. A tube came mm. out and beat the heck out of the speaker. Luckily, the cabinet's still in good shape. Yeah. But um, after this fellow sent another radio out to Seattle and similar occurrence, um, Dan's training some stuff with me, and I'm going to head up, and I happen to have the right speaker for it, so I'm going to swap the speaker out and get this fellow back up and happy without having to, to risk the shipper um, modifying the radio. Very <laughs> cool. Have speakers will travel. I love that. <laughs> Absolutely. So a good... and it's such a beautiful day, so I figured I'd take a road trip. <laughs> you finally got the Ford radio from hell, I understand, uh, in running order this past week. Your voice has never sounded better, my friend, and, and yes, it is uh, off to uh, Kansas to be uh, modified with a, a Bluetooth adapter, and then it goes back home to, to a 55 Ford Fairlane. Uh, how, how about this? Matt's Diamond, get this. He reported this, this 55 Ford radio that was in a Ford Fairlane. He's been working on it for, what, months, right, Rick? Oh, almost a year. And, and he sends it off to Kansas to have it Bluetooth ready, which is, it's, that's cool. Yeah, and I'm glad he didn't ask me to do it. <laughs> I exhausted everything I have on this one, I'm afraid. <laughs> and you say you've got Doug's uh, Crosley just about done? Yes. Um, the, uh, the, I got the output uh, transformer in there, and with a uh, cheating it with just a coil of wire, it sounds really good. So I'm just waiting on that uh, the, the last uh, coupling transformer that was supposedly shipped earlier this week. Cannot wait. Well, this is something I'll never say to anyone again and have never said in the past, but have fun in Toledo. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Have a uh, great day. All right, you too. OldRadioRick at gmail.com. You want to get in touch with him, you got one of those classic pieces of beautiful aural furniture known as uh, antique radios. He repairs them and apparently makes house calls. He's come to Cincinnati several times in the time that we've known him. Coming up on 19 minutes past the hour, 513-749-7000, 1-800-843-2441. In mere moments, we will go... To um, we'll we'll go to Ripley, Ohio, to Snapper Saloon, the assembled roundtable for breakfast at Jerry's, and your questions are always welcome because this is a very astute gang of people. I mean, they're nearly Mensa members. I mean, considering they they live in Ripley, they are the intellectual elite in Brown County. But hello, Clark in Syracuse. What's up? Hey, Jerry Jeff. I'm not a member of Mensa. I'm more a member of Densa. Yeah, that that'd be me. And you know, Jerry Jeff, man, I thought that was Jerry Jeff Walker. No, it's it's, it's Clark, 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 Clark. You're making a mistake that many make, and I'm not going to chastise you for it. I'm just going to set you straight. It's it's Gary Jeff. Ah, uh, well, the the G is hard, like me, Clark. Uh, okay, Gary, like uh, Gary U.S. Bond. Yeah, like Gary. So, so what are you doing in Syracuse this morning? Well, I, I'm listening to your signal loud and clear on a little. 
double-A uh, battery-powered uh, radio with a headset that won't quit, Gary. That's fantastic. What's, what's the make of this uh, radio? Who, who made it? I think it's a, uh, I think it's a Motorola. Fantastic. Yeah, they, they make a fine product every once in a while. Yeah, you know, I really just do never like... buy never buy a Motorola that was made on Monday or Friday. Uh, why is that? Well, Monday they don't care. They're getting over the weekend, and, and Friday they they can't wait to get to the weekend, so they just throw any kind of crap together and call it a radio. Uh, that's uh, your counsel is uh, well taken. I just wanted to tell you, I used to be a doctor, Gary, but I lost my patience, man. <sighs> we have competition for uh, for Dave from Harrison. Thank you, Clark. Have a wonderful morning. Get off my phone. 20 minutes past, 700 700 WLW Sports. Good morning, Krista 2.0. Good morning, Brooksy. Good morning to you. On 700 WLW online, 700WLW.com. iHeartRadio streaming anywhere you go. Gary Jeff and the Saturday Morning Edition continues. Mentioned the cat, Brooksy. You know... I know it gets a little bit old when people talk about their pets all the time. Who's it? Dana Perino on Fox News Channel has his dog Jasper she's written novels about. I'm not going to go to that level of insanity. But I've got to mention, as the weather was finally nice enough to have our cat on the leash, yes, the cat goes out on a harness and a leash and a run on our front porch when Krista and I are outside. When, when the weather's nice enough, as it was on Wednesday, as it was for a while yesterday, until it got a little bit too chilly. The cat is out there with us. The cat loves being outside. He just sits in the yard. He guards the yard. Much like a guard dog. And this is the issue. This is something that's bothering me about my cat, Brooksy. Our cat, Brooksy. Is that ever since we got him home, he fetches. And it doesn't matter. Balls. Whatever he can get in his mouth. Twist ties. Zip ties. And he brings it right to us, drops it at our feet, looks at us like, well, throw it. I'm ready to go get it again. He's, he's a cat cat re- retriever, basically. Well, that's kind of odd, and other cats I've heard do these kind of things. But he does other things that kind of be, belie his felineity, if that's a word. But I'm a grammarian, so I can make them up. Other things that make me think, God, this, this, really, this cat really acts like a dog. Now, I relate this to the whole transgender debate. And if, if you're you know, open-minded enough to have a debate about the transgender thing, which I, I guess I'll never understand. Transgender people to me are people that enjoy every day as if it were Halloween, dressing up and pretending to be something they're, they're not. But that aside, they're not hurting me. That's fine. I'm worried about this cat being trans species. Or him at least mentally thinking he's a dog. Because he follows us around the house like a dog. When we go into the bathroom, we can't go to the bathroom alone. The cat has to be there. And sometimes brings us toys to play fetch while we're on the potty. It's odd, I know. He does other things that just seem like we adapted very early Tim being outside on the leash. That way he can be an indoor cat but still enjoy the outdoors, eat some grass, you know, chirp at birds, and threaten dogs from even daring to step into our front yard. And he, he's not scared either. He's just like, be right up in the dog's face. Come on, dog. You ain't my dog. I believe that 
With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Brooksy the cat is actually a dog in cat's clothing. He does other things, you know, that cats do. I understand that. Including, sadly, licking his butt. But I guess dogs do that too, don't they, Matt? Dogs lick their butt because they can. But Brooksy, I, I I don't know if it's a mental disorder or if there's actually a dog inside my cat trying to get out. And why this bothers me, it really doesn't. It's just an observation, but it's one of those things that puzzles me. There are aberrations in nature everywhere. We see them. There are those little nuanced differences, and there are major differences that just belie what we're seeing with our eyes as far as behavior goes. And I believe that Brooksy is a trans-species dog. I'm, I'm just waiting for the rest of the transformation. But by God, we're not spending thousands of dollars on surgery to actually turn him into a dog. But he keeps fetching. He keeps following us. He comes when, when we call him. He's a dog. I know he's a cat. Science says he's a cat, but he's a dog. I guess I shouldn't even worry about it that much. Uh, Breakfast at Jerry's, live from Snapper's Saloon, right after the news, which is next on 700W. Good morning, Robert and Peaches, wherever you are. Gary Jeff Walker at your service. Now we go on the AcuteHearingCenters.com hotline to the loveliest little spot in Brown County, if that's possible. In the town of Berkeley, Ohio. The scene? Snapper's Saloon and an early morning breakfast roundtable. We go for answers. But today, oddly, there, there are more questions than answers. And we go live now. Is this Lisa? This is Lisa. Good morning, Gary Jeff. Good morning. Lisa is our fearless leader. Are we on speakerphone, Lisa? We are on speakerphone, the, the rest of assembled cast and crew at Snappers at Breakfast at Jerry's can hear this then. Yes, they can. All right. Um, guys, I want you to make uh, the finger of shame sign at our friend Lisa, your fearless leader, and that would be the right forefinger over the left forefinger pointed directly at her as if you were shaving a carrot. I, can you all do uh-huh. that, please? Can you all do that? <laughs> All right. Lisa seems like a, a really nice lady. Uh, she's she's a mother. She's a bartender. She's a nurse. And God bless people who are nurses because, I mean, 
they are really the lifeblood of medical care and the savior of so many people who are ill in this world. I have a lot of respect for, for nurses. And she seems like a really, really nice lady, um, a God-fearing lady, someone who would never violate the standards of civility or decency, especially on the radio. But Lisa, just as an instructive intervention, this is all about you this morning because I looked it up, even though I already was very well aware of the rules regarding regulation of commercial radio and television broadcasts. On on obscenity, indecency, and profanity, it says from FCC.gov, and I quote, it is a violation of federal law to air obscene programming at any time. It is also a violation of federal law to broadcast indecent or profane programming during certain hours. The Federal Communications Commission, FCC, defines indecent speech as material that, in context, depicts or describes sexual or excretory organs or activities in terms patently offensive as measured by contemporary community standards for the broadcast medium. Congress, Lisa, has given the FCC the responsibility for administratively enforcing the law that governs these types of broadcast. The FCC has authority to issue civil monetary penalties, revoke a license, or deny a renewal application. The FCC vigorously enforces this law where we find violations. In addition, the United States Department of Justice has authority to pursue criminal violations. Violators of the law, if convicted in a federal district court, are subject to criminal fines and or imprisonment for not more than two years. Now, Lisa, do you fully understand the rules of decency now as defined by the Federal Communications Commission? Uh, partic- uh, particularly the one that says depicts or describes excretory organs. Lisa, uh, Lisa, I understand completely. No, no, like I said, you seem I like apologize. a you seem I like a nice Christian place. lady. Although she did skip church to come drink with us last Sunday. Anyway, Lisa, all yes, I, I I I accept your apology, but the next time I'm at Snappers and Doug, I want you to as a former teacher, I want you to be in charge of this. I, Doug, I want Lisa to do uh, 100 write-offs, and, and you might want to write this down. I, Lisa from Snappers, promise Gary Jeff Walker from 700 WLW, I will never use the term blank hole again on the air. <laughs> I, Lisa from Snappers, promise Gary Jeff Walker from 700 WLW I will never use the word blank hole on the air again I want I want 100 times I want you to write that off 100 times Doug Doug you're in charge of this We got it Okay what's for breakfast Uh I think I've forgotten now after that uh uh educational in service there uh we have kentucky round steak fried potatoes uh hash browns and biscuits gravy and we have a wonderful coffee cake made by our local chef buzz and he's serving a half an egg this morning (laughs) yes and by the way the joke is why can you not order half an egg become because it comes out of the chicken whole that's how the joke should have been done Not the way you did it. I, Lisa from Snappers, promise Gary Jeff Walker from 700 WLW, I will not say blank hole on the air again 100 times. I expect that to be with a a sharpened number two pencil on some standard lined uh, notebook paper. 100 times. Do you understand? I completely understand. And I'll get right on that, Get Get to work. Right on it. Oh, yeah.
Hi to everybody. Hello. Hey. Hello. Goober says hey. <laughs> Lisa? I'm here. Lisa, get off my phone, potty mouth. Bye. It's a 642. Seven. Oh, good old Uncle Joe Biden. Running for president. He's still ahead in the polls. All the Democrats have already threw their collective hats into the ring. Now come the claims. I love it when Democrats eat their own. Woman claims Biden sleezed me. I just froze. We've seen Joe Biden before in some kind of weird situations. It just, if if anything else looks awkward, you know, patting the little girl on it on the head and things he said. So who knows? So maybe that's going to be the point of attack for the regressive Democrats who are running for president. Those are like uh, Kamala Harris and. Bernie Sanders, who see Joe Biden as a real threat to their possible nomination for the highest office in the land in 2020. Uh, Now it's going to be the Joe Biden sleaze attack. Maybe no, you know, sexual crimes, but just things that look sleazy, which you could probably find about any person. Once you put that intense microscope of the public light and the political theater light upon things, it'll be interesting to watch. I got an email, and it's kind of been concerning me. It's been a while since I've talked to Miss Lynette at the home in Carrollton. So I got an email, Gary Jeff Walker at 700WLW.com, from a guy who calls himself Doug from Dayton. The complete opposite of Dick from Dayton, whatever that means. He says, good morning, Gary Jeff. Did McConnell tell you Miss Lynette called yesterday? He did not. I'm a bit concerned she sounded tired. She also forgot the day of the week. Thing is, why doesn't she have her own phone? Why are they so mean to her about the phone? I understand there are rules, but carrying this day and age, communication is crucial to people of Lynette's age. Let's get her a phone. I'll chip in. Love the show about 20 years now. Uh, Thanks, Doug from Dayton. The thing is, about two weeks ago or three weeks ago, Miss Lynette actually called the bar where my, my wife and I work, Huddles while we were working, to say that she had been in the hospital. In fact, she may have been actually still in the hospital at that point. So if anyone knows Miss Lynette, or Lynette, if you're listening, and these awful people will give you a phone, can you get in touch with us? We'd love to see you have your own phone so you don't have to deal with this garbage. 513-749-7000, 1-800-843-2441. Very concerned about Miss Lynette, and I'm not the only one, obviously. My wife, too. She's a lovely lady, and we hope nothing. I mean, she's, all, she's already, at, by her own admission, died like 29 times. But each time, Jesus kissed her eyelashes, as she says, and brought her back to life. And we hope she is okay this morning. We got Willie. Hello, Willie. Hey, how's it going? It's going fine, man. What's on your mind? Well, I got a couple things. You get the Mustang fixed? <laughs> no, the the Mustang was totaled. Oh man, I'm sorry. Hey, uh, I heard you talking about Brooksy, and uh, when I was a kid, like uh, 13, 14 years old, I had a I had a cat. His name was Tommy, yeah. and acted just like Brooksy. Uh, I actually caught him face to face with a possum one time. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's possum. Possum are, are are mean little animals. Well, so was Tommy. Uh, apparently so. 
Now, yeah. did, did Tommy fetch and, and all that kind of stuff? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, Brooks, yeah. he'll do it for like he'll do it for like twenty, thirty minutes at a time. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. the cat actually also likes to watch TV. He's at, well, and if there's any if there's any animals on TV, he really likes to watch TV. <laughs> That's awesome. Now he he's not a a transgender cat. He's no, a trans species. Transpeed. Listen, yeah. he's he's all boy except for the, the little bits we took off when we had him neutered. Other than that, he's <laughs> he's definitely male, Chroma, chromosomally male in in total. Yes. No, no, yeah. I got just uh, hey, he's gonna be a good pet for you. Oh, he already is, man. I I, uh, I, I sit there at home sometimes. I'll just we've turned with lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The TV off, and I'll just sit there and smile and laugh and play with Brooksy. It's great. It's awesome. Yeah. How, how big is he? Oh, he's not big at all either. He's 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 almost two years old, like next month, and he's no more than ten pounds. Oh well, this one we had was like uh, thirteen or fourteen pounds, and uh, oh, he was he was awesome. He was awesome. He yeah. was a great pet. Yeah, Brooksy's Brooksy's great until he decides to get mean. But anyway, uh, <laughs> Willie, thanks for the call. All right, man. Thank you. Now back to Lynette. Uh, just very, very concerned. Miss Lynette, I hope you're okay, dear. God bless you. Take a break and come back. 700. Milford. Mentioned this morning being, among other things, John Aston's birthday, the actor. Gomez Adams, you know, was married to Patty Duke at one time, the adoptive father of actor Sean Aston. And, and turning 89 today, I did not realize all the other film credits, uh, credits that were on his resume outside of the Adams family. West Side Story, That Touch of Mink, Move Over Darling, Freaky Friday, National Lampoon's European Vacation, Teen Wolf, The Frighteners, Operation Petticoat. Pretty good. Pretty good stuff. Somebody apparently uh, knew John Aston way back when. Tom, are you there? Yes, uh, this is... <laughs> There must be two John Astons because this one was the one who was a pudgy, uh, ball-headed cop in Beverly Hills Cop with Eddie Murphy. No, no, John Aston, A-S-T-I-N, not Ashton. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, different guy. I want to wish him a, wish him a happy birthday anyways. Yeah. Anyways, 89. I'm from Indian Lake Russell Point, Ohio. All right. And the high school, Indian Lake High School, last week had a uh, play, Adam's Family. Really? Yeah. It was, uh, I didn't get to go see it, but I read an article about it, and it was pretty good. 
So the guy from Beverly Hills Cop, though, you played played football with? Yeah. The other John, uh, John Ashton. Ashton. He got his start, I think, with uh, uh, Shawshank Redemption. Okay. But uh, uh, John was a, a, you know, he had other TV shows and other. Uh, right, right, uh, right. Too. But so, he was a good guy. But uh, I tried to get a hold of him one time. And you know you can't get a hold of them people, you know. Well, those those um, those people are important people. Why why would they let us get a hold of them? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, it's great to talk to you, man. I'm out of time. I got a break for news. Okay, though. I'm sorry for getting the mix up here. No, no, that's fine. I, you, I uh, listen to your show all the time, and I love it. Well, thank you very much. I love you too. Seven As we begin another hour of this Saturday morning edition. On 700 WLW for Saturday, March 30th, 2019. Gary Jeff walking by your side. Uh, 7.06 and some change. Eastern time, that is. It is the time every Saturday we go to my friend Steve Schulte, environmental engineer. Many, many, many PCs. It was some environmental news this morning. Stephen, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Gary Jeff. Great to have you, as always. Uh, What's going on? Well, first of all, a little thing on personal. Later on uh, today, I'll be leaving to see uh, to visit my uh, son, Matt the Toe Schulte. In Washington, D.C.? In Washington, D.C., and according to him, we will be there at the height of the cherry blossom season. Yeah, I knew that was kicking in. Yeah, so looking good. But uh, we're going to talk about bees real quickly today. Okay. Uh, a lot of headlines over the last number of years about bee apocalypse. Yeah, uh, the, the decreasing known, bee population, yes. Yeah, or otherwise known as colony collapse disorder. And, you know, headlines like populations of honeybees have crashed in recent years, and many researchers have pointed the blame at a class of widely used insecticides called neonicotinoids. Yeah. Try to say that three times. I, I, I've heard about nicotine and pesticides being related to co- uh, colony collapse disorder and the like. So tell me what, what the real story is. Well, well, one thing people need to realize is honeybees are not even native to North America, Europe, or Australia. So, uh, But anyway, when you look at the data, not only here in the U.S., and, but also in Canada, Europe, and around the world, one thing is clear, the honey-producing bee colonies since 1995 have not only remained stable, but increased. So when was the last time you ever heard of that, Gary Jeff? Never hear that. It, it, in Never fact, hear that. In fact, the story is always exactly 180 degrees opposite. In fact, in, the, in, 19, in 2016, the U.S. honeybee population hit a 22-year high. Really? Oh, yeah. And, and then the other thing to consider, honeybees are not a huge part of the natural world. Because basically they're like sheep, pigs, chickens, and, and cows. They're a managed species. Right. You know, they're bred by beekeepers. Sure. To make honey and to pollinate crops. In fact, one of the main uses of all honeybee populations in the United States is to, po- is to pollinate the almond crop in uh, California. California. Yeah. 
Now, it's not to say the honeybees are not having problems. They are. There is the, we've had colony collapses uh, at a higher rate than historic. But other uh, bee uh, scientists believe that it's linked to beekeeping practices and mites. These are little tiny critters that yeah. infect hives and uh, create havoc. Sure. Some scientists believe that it's the miticides that may be causing more of the problem uh, than anything else. But according to what you told me just a few moments ago, the honeybee population, uh, what is it, at its highest ever in, what, 2016? In 2016, here in the U.S. In the U.S. So yep. apparently there's not really some kind of apocalyptic issue with honeybees. Not overall. No. And what the, what the uh, industry has done is learned how to, uh, to change their practices. Well, one of the things they're doing is they're splitting uh, honey bee colonies more frequently than they used to um, and, and other practices. So the bottom line is that, you know, this whole idea that we were facing, uh, we were facing a catastrophic uh, catastrophe with the honeybees. A pollination, crisis, a pollination crisis. Uh, yeah, was, it's been a myth and continues to be a myth. Why is it being pushed again? Because... Certain groups, for ideological reasons, want to paint uh, certain industries as evil. So, you know, so how do you paint certain industries as evil? That, you know, if you can convince uh, enough people that they're hurting the, the nice little honeybee that gives us honey. Hmm. So right. enjoy the honey, as I do all the time. All right. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate the uh, report this morning. A break and back on 700.com. All right. 715, Tom Davis Diaries in a few moments. Tommy will be joining us with his uh, usual stellar story lineup of weird things that have happened in the news. And oddly enough, most of them happen in Florida. Go figure. First, though, the Southern Poverty Law Center. You've heard it. It's the champion of civil rights, of social justice, often taking many cases of what are perceived hate crimes and racism and bigotry pro bono because they care about minorities. They care about women. They care about African Americans. Uh, Some employees at the uh, Southern Poverty Law Center, which I deem to be a terrorist organization in and of themselves because they're anti-American. Uh, but anyway, some employees say that the legendary civil rights nonprofit suffers from a system, systemic culture of racism and sexism within its workplace. Well, they're just obviously plants from the right or they're disgruntled employees. Of course, the SPLC would never engage in racism or sexism. Well, that would be hypocritical. Damn skippy. Not surprising to me. Operation since 1971, Julian Bond was the famed civil rights activist who was the group's first president. Lately, the SPLC's president stepped down. Co-founder was fired. CNN, which is not the most credible news organization in the world, mind you, uh, with this report, they spoke with three current employees of the organization who talked on condition of anonymity because of fears over possible retribution. Well, the SPLC, they're all in favor of watchdogs, whistleblowers. They've got to be. 
That's who they are. They represent for the little guy, for the downtrodden, for the marginalized. One of those employees cited the systemic problems with racism and sexism. A second employee agreed. One of the women says, my boss only hires white people. This is the SPLC, for God's sake. That can't be true. Anytime anyone or any organization presents themselves as being morally superior to everyone else, that's the first indication that they are not at all morally superior. The SPLC has proven themselves to only take one side when it comes to tolerance, to only take one side when it comes to political ideology. They are, as so many who purport themselves to be champions of social justice, really hypocrites. Really hypocrites. And this is an, if this is true, it's another example. I don't know that it's true. These two employees or three employees that CNN talked to could just be making the stuff up. I doubt it, but they could. Like I said, it could be some kind of insidious plot to infiltrate the SPLC by the evil right. I doubt it. They could be disgruntled. It's true, but it wouldn't. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Surprise me if anything like this were true about the SPLC. Just seeing how they react in other situations, how they overreact how they knee-jerk to so-called white privilege and the like. Food for thought. Don't eat too much. Take a break. Come back with Tom Dick. WW Sports. All right, then. 722. This is the time we usually go to Tom Davis. And today, Ed, no different. Tom was absent last week, but he did have a doctor's note and, and a note from his mom, so it's okay. Uh, you were actually traveling last week. Tommy, right? You know, yes, we went to uh, West Virginia. Um, you know, the kids start some spring break, and uh, we had a couple of days, so I thought we'd head out that way versus, you know, like a like a Gatlinburg or something. You know, it's about equal distance, but, you know, Gatlinburg, you've got Dollywood, and, you know, West Virginia, you've got, like, whitewater rafting. Well, Gatlinburg, Gatlinburg is like... Uh, Myrtle Beach without the ocean, basically. It's just it's yeah. the tourist trap crap center of, of the nation in that part of the world. West Virginia sounds kind of fun, was it? What, oh, yeah. What, what do you call that? What's their slogan, like wet and wild? Yeah. Or or is that Hustler? I don't, one of the two. Yeah. But we checked out this um, thing called the uh, the New River Gorge Bridge. Oh, man, I've uh, seen pictures of it. Uh, pardon me. I've never been on it, but I've seen pictures of that. It's, that's amazing. It's, How high is it? It's that? like the it's the third highest land bridge in the country, which by the way doesn't sound very impressive, but it's eight hundred and seventy six feet high. 
at its at its tallest point. So I mean, this thing is insane. You're talking about, about you're talking about like a, like a 75 story building high. Yeah, I mean it's it's crazy, and so for a, a nominal fee. Um, you can walk out underneath it. So if you're driving along 19, it just looks like any other bridge. Sure. Um, you don't even notice it until you're on it, and then you look over and go, what? What the what? But if you go underneath it, they've, they've installed this walkway, and for it's a hefty sum. It's $69, but for 69 bucks. So the, wa- the walkway is take- actually underneath the bridge, but it's still suspended that many feet in the air. Yeah. And it's a it's an access walkway for workers, and that they got this bright idea to make some money on. And you know, I have this nine year old daughter who is a bit of a daredevil. I hate heights, but oh, I, she, I'm one, I'm one of the most acrophobic person uh, you'll ever meet. In fact, I won't even get on a stepladder anymore. <laughs> is that true? Uh, pretty much. So I'm very cautious. Let's put it that way. You know, it, it's one of those things where you don't want to say no to your daughter. You don't want to. You don't want to close down their little world because you know you're afraid of things. So when when she asked me, I was like, okay, fine, let's let's do it. And like I'm I'm a man. I'm a grown man. Let's let's get out there. And so we, we you get in this little harness and they put this thing on you and they they hook you to a line even just to make sure. And you start to walk out there and and a hundred feet out or so, the thing starts to shake. Oh yeah. And it, uh, it, but in the middle of the bridge, it's shaking like a trampoline, and I, I, it was sh- through sheer panic and closing my eyes oh, that man. I got across that thing. In fact, I bought. I was, it was thirty-one degrees, winds blowing like crazy. We're freezing. We're holding on to iron, you know. <laughs> so I bought some gloves at the gift shop for twelve bucks or whatever right before we went, and. When we were done, the, there are holes in the gloves where I was holding on. So oh, jeez. You wore holes <laughs> in the gloves just across one bridge walk. That's amazing stuff. But if you get a chance to try out the uh, New River Gorge Bridge, check it out. It is wild. I highly recommend it. All right. Fantastic. Thanks for the report. And thanks for this report. The Tom Davis Diaries. I like to refer to them as the... Tommy, what we got this week? This week, Gary Jeff, crooks using aluminum foil to rob a Walmart are foiled because of the foil. But first, we've been talking a lot about West Virginia this morning, and that's where we meet Eric Sharon. He's the guy that West Virginia State Troopers say was caught speeding to the tune of 130 miles an hour. The 42-year-old gave a pretty good explanation, though. He said he was late for dinner with President Trump. Now, when pressed about the invitation, he also told officers that he alone has special hearing that tells him to do bad things. I believe him on that one. He was charged with reckless driving. It's a morning to everybody who enjoys energy drinks. A guy in London has been posting pictures of his tongue and its peeling layers. Dan Royal says his six-drink-a-day habit is the reason why his tongue is disintegrating. He says it's the chemicals in the drink that are eating away at his flesh. He also says he's trying to quit, but so far, not even his tongue disappearing before his very eyes is enough to give him even the slightest bit of self-respect or discipline. Speaking of eating garbage, the world's strongest man, six foot eight, four hundred fifteen pound Brian Shaw of Colorado, recently took the Taco Bell challenge. He spent hundred twenty dollars and bought everything on the menu. 
He then wolfed down all 25,000 calories and posted the results on social media. Basically, a lot of sweating and then a lot of time in the bathroom. And who says muscle-bound men are just big dumb oafs? He eat a lot. He poop a lot. It's science. Congratulations on your findings. And finally, police in Cheyenne say that a group of 18-year-olds were trying to outsmart the sensors on the front door of a local Walmart. They were caught wrapping electronics in aluminum foil and then stuffing them into beanbags and pillows, figuring that the foil would fool the sensors and they'd be out the door before anybody noticed. But instead, Noah Richardson and his pals now facing felony shoplifting charges and 10 years in prison. Next week, back to Florida where a naked man was cruising the aisles of a grocery store, picking out items with his item. Have yourself a great weekend. <laughs> Thanks, Tommy. News next, 700W. Happy birthday to Qu- Quebec's spindly little songstress, Celine Dion, is 51 today. Used to be that I believed in something. Well, love her, hate her, the voices. Used to be that I believed in Phenomenal. It's been a long time since I've had that feeling. I could love someone, I could trust someone. I said I'd never let nobody near my heart again, darling. I said I'd never let nobody in. I got a joke here I'm not going to use. The punchline is a quarter pounder with cheese. Make up your own setup. 513-749-7000-1-800-843-2441. It's a heavy-hitting birthday day. Eric Clapton's birthday. Celine Dion. Who else? Graham Edge of the Moody Blues. MC Hammer. We're going to have to break out the parachute pants before the morning's (laughs) over, man. should have told me I would have wore mine. Uh, No, that's all right. Uh, The voice you hear is that of my friend Chris Thomas, who's joined us in the studio for a little while this morning. Got Brenneman Jones on baseball coming up. How you been, man? Been well, been well. And it's funny that you're playing that because we're going to Vegas here shortly. Are you going to go see Celine? Is she still got well, her residency going on? Well, here's the thing. I surprised my wife with the tickets and we uh, to go see Boys to Men. Now, I've always wanted to go see Celine's Vegas show. So right. hopefully while we're there, my wife surprises me with Celine Dion tickets. It would be fair. How likely is that to happen? Uh, it's about 60-40. Really? Yeah. That's it's not bad. And she's, she's a keeper. Yes, she is a keeper. And if she's really listening, it'll be 90-10. When are you going to Vegas? Uh, we leave, fly out April 28th. Is this your first time in Vegas? First or? time in Vegas. I went once, and it was enough for me. It was like right. four days. Got yes. a great package deal with a lot of other people. Stayed at the Holiday Inn Boardwalk, which no longer exists on the Strip in Vegas. But it was a neat package. Okay. And... Uh, Enjoy the thing. Are you flying in at night? We're flying in in the morning. Okay. Flying in at night is incredible because you go through hours of basic darkness and all of a sudden you come up over a hill. You're like 30,000 feet in the air and the, the, the entire earth is on fire (laughs) because of all the signage and all the lights and stuff. It's amazing. We are flying out at night though. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully we get that experience flying out. Yeah, but it's, it's incredible. I, I know you'll enjoy it. You're not going to take a lot of money to gamble, are you? Uh, we're not too much gamblers, so we'll probably take money from more of the... I took $1,500 to gamble with on my four-day excursion to Vegas. Uh-huh. It was completely gone oh. as we got ready to depart 
for the airport to come back home. Oh. Somebody who was on the trip loaned me a hundred dollars because I just didn't want. I had more money in the ATM, but I didn't want to get out of the ATM and have all the charges and fees. Right, right. So I said, "I'll get you when we get back home. No problem." Throw the hundy into a dollar slot machine, and in a few minutes, I was up to one hundred and sixty. I said, "Well, the limo will be here to take us to the airport soon." I cashed out. I gave him the hundred back. Said, "Thank right. you very much." I had sixty dollars in my pocket where I was totally broke before. <laughs> so, of course, I put another 20 in the damn machine and hit for $1,600 right before we left. Yeah. Oh, so wow. May, that never happens. We'll talk to Steve from Etna, Ohio, next on the Saturday Morning Edition on 700. Tom. It is 745, 700 WLW. Good morning, Gary Jeff. Please, is punched to be. My friend Chris Thomas came into the studio. Yes, his, good morning. In his pajamas. <clears throat> One of the banes of my existence. And Steve from Etna, Ohio, with a pithy phone call. How you doing, Steve? Hi, guys. Hi, Chris. Good morning. Gary, Jeff. Oh, I'm going to help you here. Uh, I was uh, really taken aback and disturbed at that story about Brooksy. This trans species thing, uh, not to worry. This is not unusual at all. In Washington, D.C., as an example, there are a bunch of cats claiming to be Republicans who are actually junk dog Democrats. Really? So, yeah, it's not a big problem, and it's very typical. Uh, here was my favorite story out of Washington, D.C. this week. I caught this off NBR on PBS, one of the few PBS shows I can stand. The Federal Trade Commission revealed this week that it has fined robocallers, don't you just love them, $200 million in the past few years. Hesitate. They have collected $6,700 of that. I thought. How are they getting by with not paying the fines? Thank you. I thought. I, I, I was so aghast. I thought, what? What? So I thought, are the robocallers using those same guys that say they'll get the IRS off your back no matter how much you legally owe? Is that how they're doing it? That's a good point. <laughs> is that our way our government operates? The answer, of course, is yes. I, lo- oh I love God. I love the latest robocall thing that's that's just recently happened with voice recognition technology. It's obviously a recorded message, as they call you. Sure. Hi, hi, this is Steve for so and so. How can I help you today? And exactly. then, and depending on what you say, they have a recorded response. So, I mean, you can virtually say anything to them. You can use obscenities. I'm sorry, I didn't get that. Can you repeat? Well, yeah. So I repeat it. Funny you should say that, Gary, Jeff, because, you know, I, I for a long time, have been deeply disturbed about this because it's so dishonest, it's so corrupt, and it's so illegal. Because what they do, for guys like me, you know, who check our answering machine to see what the number is before we pick it up, it's the same area code, and the next three digits are the same as yours. So you think it's somebody local. Yep. As soon as you pick it up, it's Rajesh, you know, from Calcutta, you know, and I get the same guy, and it's a different telephone number. But once again, the first six digits yeah. are the same as mine. Well, uh, see, the problem, <laughs> Steve. The problem, Steve, is that Rajesh has a really large family. He lives in impoverished conditions. The call center is his life, but he has he has jobs at lots of different call centers. Of course he does. Now, what yeah. I do, speaking of, uh, you know, what you can say and get away with because it's a recorded message, I, I actually, <laughs> a couple of days ago, I started speaking Spanish. 
And the way I picked up some Spanish lingo was, you know, historically I've worked in places where there have been a fair number of Hispanic employees, yeah. and they have clued me in on some of the better expressions in, in Spanish. Oh, here, here's another tact that you could use. I'm, I'm, but, but wait a second. Wait a second. Go i, I got to tell you what happened. What? Okay. So okay. I start talking, and, and, and this is not Rajesh. This is apparently his sister. So, so she, she listens, and she says, what? So I repeated exactly what I said. This is exactly what she then said. She was very confused. She said, uh, are, are you talking British? That's exactly what she said. I started laughing hysterically, and I realized how much fun you can have. You know, you, know, you shouldn't get disturbed. Don't get your blood pressure up. No. Just have fun. Well, the, here's another tag, and i, I got a break for Brenneman and Jones on baseball, but the other tact I'm going to try sometime is just repeat everything that they have just said to open the phone call. Super. And then when they say something else, I'll just repeat that. Fabulous. Verbatim. Take care, Steve. Thank Bye. you. Bye. A break for news. Uh, ben, Brenneman Jones on baseball first. News, science, Mike, and the Saturday morning edition rolls along on 700 com. <laughs> At six minutes past eight o'clock on a Saturday morning again together with you, Gary Jeff Walker, Saturday morning edition, 700 WLW, my friend Chris Thomas in studio. Good morning. We were just talking about he and his wife making a trip to Jungle Gems, and you said what was special about Jungle Gems besides the fresh bean sprouts that you could do what in Jungle Gems? You can drink while you shop. I can do that at the Kroger in Newport. I, no, not in Newport. You can do it at Oakley. No, I can. They don't know what's in my cup as oh. I'm pushing my cart around. It's cheaper to bring it from home. Legally. Let's <laughs> let's go ahead and just, you know, honey, I'm going to Kroger. Fix me a toddy. <laughs> let's do some shopping. Well, we do. I this. wonder if you could get arrested for drunk driving a, a grocery a cart. cart. <laughs> you imagine if there's a DUI for grocery cart drunkenness? Or well, actually, I guess you could with the motorized, because since you can get one any kind of motorized vehicle, if you're caught imbibing alcohol over the limit, you are subject to uh, a ticket or arrest. I yes, would love that's to see that police report. <laughs> Sir, can you, can you pull your card over, right. please? You got your license, registration, your right. broccoli. There you go. Time now for a check-in with our friend Michael Science Mike. That is every Saturday morning about this time with our Science Minutes. Good morning, Michael. How are you? Oh, I'm great. So you drink at Kroger's and then you just have to... Well, you know, no, yeah. <laughs> what I do is uh, usually it's just iced tea, but, you know, I, I, I get the little carts usually and they've got the little drink holders. <laughs> if they didn't expect you to drink something, they wouldn't put the drink holders That's in the carts Star- themselves. That's for Starbucks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I saw, I saw that video with Tom Davis talking about on YouTube for that walkway. Yes. I'm not doing it. There's no way they'd have to. They couldn't pay me. <laughs> well, I've been uh, I've up in the in top of the crew tower. I've been on top yeah. of what was the uh, I don't know what they call it the Sears Tower in Chicago, which is substantially taller than Crew Tower. But the idea of being on a glass walk, if if I'm inside a building, and I feel pretty confident that the walls aren't going to give way or the thing's not going to fall down. I can stand and stare out the window, even at over a thousand feet. Not an issue. If I am outside, if there's any possibility at all that I could fall, no, it's not happening. 
So what you got for us this morning, Mike? So the uh, I found some interesting fossils. They found them in a location called Hell Creek Formation in North Dakota. What kind, what kind of fossils? Uh, fish and some vertebrates, things like that. But they're, right. they're, the interesting thing about the fossils is they were created from the uh, Chicxulub uh, impact crater in the Yucatan Peninsula back in 66 million years ago, okay? So to tie half, you know, they're North Dakota and the Yucatan Peninsula down in Mexico, great distance apart. So A lot of miles. Was this this um, uh, impact, which was like 50, 100 million megatons of energy, when it, when it impacted down there, it created a huge shockwave across the Earth's crust. Okay. Yeah. And as it and in minutes, and it traveled all the way around the world. And it, as it went through, like North Dakota, where it was used to be a seaway up there yeah. in North Dakota, this tsunami put, took these all these land uh, fish and 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 the water and all the trees and everything, and and compacted them up against rock formations. And they've discovered fish with actual actually broken in half because the impact it pushed them up against the trees. And so the, all these all these fossils that were, were, were crushed by this tsunami was all because of, a, of this impact crater of 66 million years ago that wiped out all the, uh, the dinosaurs and uh, other, other uh, animal uh, fish in the, in the waterways around the world. So you know, they're, they're, go ahead. Good. No, please. No, you're right. Well, they're they're trying to find dinosaurs now that have also had the same impact from uh, these these, uh, worldwide uh, tsunamis created by this impact. That's so wild. Do do you know, have you seen this? And being at least a pseudoscientist on this program, uh, (laughs) 99% of all species that have ever existed on the Earth have gone extinct. And people talk about, oh, this is going to go extinct. It's It's the end of everything. It's the next step. And it could be, but 99% of all living species on Earth that have existed since the planet's formation have gone extinct. We're, we're, we, have, we, have, we have gone through five extinction periods. We are the so, one percenters. Yes. No but matter they, what we make. And, 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 you know, this impact crater, yeah. that's why we're here. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the 66 million years ago isn't a long time ago, but so you, we'd still be seeing dinosaurs it would, we would never have, have evolved to where we're at today. Anyhow, you guys have a great uh, finish show there. Uh, you too, man. Have a great day. Thanks for it. And by the way, I forgot to tell Science Mike, uh, one of our listeners who sent him mail, care of the station and me, which I brought to him at the bar, has sent another letter. And I am reticent to open it because there's writing on the envelope that kind of tells me, uh-oh, this person has more than three bumper stickers on their car. <laughs> 700 up- information. 513-749-7000-1-800-843-2441. Pound 718 is a free to Gary Jeff. Chris Thomas on a Saturday morning with you on 700 WLW. And on the line, Paul, on the subject of drinking at the grocery store. Hello, Paul. Hey, good morning. How are you doing? Doing great. Well, uh, I had to bring back a story from uh, back in the early 80s. We lived in New Orleans. There was a com- uh, grocery store called Schweigman's. They're no longer in business. And uh, the first thing you, when you walk in was the bar. And you could get a 32-ounce beer for a buck. Oh, nice. And you, yeah, then you go walking through the grocery store. You should see all the people uh, going and grabbing all the groceries. And they had several carts. 
So that was that idea. Right. Well, in, in Louisiana, they've got the drive-throughs where you can get like a, a, a frozen margarita while you're in your car. Now it's got to be sealed. Oh, yeah. And if they can't, oh, yeah, absolutely. Good. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I remember those days all too well. But uh, so, I mean, did you uh, did you imbibe when you were at Schwegman's? Uh yes, I did. <laughs> did you wind up spending more or less money? Uh, actually, I was walking through with my wife, and uh, we we normally shop, you know, got just what we needed. But we sat, we had more fun watching all the other folks. Yeah, were there some people pretty tanked up? Uh, <laughs> that's an understatement. Oh God, that's funny. Yeah, well, I mean, there's a there's a bar in the Kroger at Oakley, isn't that what you said, Chris? There is, yes. There, there is uh, a there is a bar at the Kroger at Oakley, and uh, you can and it's buy, right behind, you can right buy behind, beer at Jungle Gems, right? Right, it's right behind Produce, oh so it's God. right when you walk in. <laughs> so it's still well, it's still a living well in 2019. Some places, Paul. Well, the thing was, remember Biggs before yeah. they went out of business? Yeah. On Friday nights, you paid five bucks, and you could get uh, you get food. But then you also got a ticket. You got a punch for uh, wine tasting, and then later on was uh, tastings of beer. And you should have seen all the people uh, with their shopping carts sitting around eating and then imbibing and then <laughs> taking taking advantage of it. Right, exactly. Or, you know, and, and this doesn't relate to grocery stores, Paul, but I've always said that the ATF, alcohol, tobacco, and firearms, shouldn't be a government uh-huh. bureaucracy. It, it should be a store. <laughs> take care paul have a great day thanks for you calling take care. a nice nice contribution with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no no nothing like that it's just these cash prizes add up quick so i suggest you sit back keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Into the conversation. Right. So, I mean, do you get drunk at Jungle, at no. jungle Gyms when no. you're walking around? As my, uh, as my bartender, yes. you know how much it takes for me to get drunk. But your I'm, tolerance level is fairly high. Yes, yes, just a little. But, you know, having one or two walking around... Oh, and it's, I, it's casual, man. right? And I love the grocery store. I love to just walk through the grocery store and see things. And then the bad part is that's when you start thinking, of, "Hmm, on Tuesday I can make this," and then you get more items. That's the bad part about it. Well, the bad part is always having to unload the groceries once you get home. Oh it's no, that's the good part. I take all the groceries all at once, and and then I have Carrie put those away. Oh, because well, Krista 2.0 puts them away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So she said, why do you take them all at once? I said, if I carry them all in, you got to put them away. So I call uh, call our daughter in to help her. No, no, <laughs> I just, I, Krista, if, if we're together, I said, uh, you just go on in. Yeah. Carry, carry your purse, whatever you got. I'll, I'll bring them in. Right. Because <laughs> I know that she will do a, a, a great job at putting them where they belong once they right. get inside the house. I'll take a break and come back. 700 W Sports. Talking about the late hours of the NCAA tournament for, well, for Chris and I, anyway. I do this show every Saturday morning, so Friday nights, it's like 8 o'clock. It's bedtime. Right. I'm going to get up at 3.30. I'm going to sleep. So I didn't see the U.K. game. I didn't see any of the games last night. I, I made it, six, made it to 
and then I woke up and seen a little bit of the game and Carrie wakes me up to say that UK won. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about it as much as we both in the course of our lifetimes have enjoyed watching especially college basketball, especially this time of the year. You get to a certain point where if you see it, you see it. If you don't, you don't. Perspectives of life. Yeah. yeah. What, what what matters? Sleep and work or watching basketball? I'm gonna go to sleep and have a a nice night's sleep and go to work. For my friend Dennis of White Oak, a pithy email sent to Gary Jeff Walker at seven dot com. He writes, It was amazing that Adam Schiff had a long rebuttal speech written and ready for the call for his resignation from the Intelligence Committee, obviously written well before the event. In their last gasp attempts to push the Russian collusion delusion, left-wing pundits are likely already writing their speeches in anticipation of the full Mueller report release without even knowing what's in it. Schiff, Pelosi, Schumer, and others will be chomping at the bit to get in front of the cameras to plead their case. I've listened to their biased spins so long I could easily write the speech for them. (laughs) Try to imagine this in the voice of one of them. I'm guessing it will sound something like this. In quotations, It's said that the devil is in the details. The report is no exception. In fact, it is the ultimate textbook example. I was not just shocked, but horrified to be reading what is a clear roadmap that leads directly to what we have all been saying from the beginning and confirms once and for all that this president, his campaign associates, and his family were engaged in a pattern of conspiracy to collude with hostile entities in Russia, became exposed, and then desperately used lies and obstruction to cover it all up. These findings are clear, concise facts. They are not just suspect, they are damning. There is no other way to interpret these findings. This is likely just the tip of the iceberg as so much information has been withheld. One must ask the question, what even more damning evidence lies in those withheld documents? This president clearly has betrayed our government and the office of the president. By doing so, he has betrayed every American. Republicans are in complete denial of what is black and white right in front of their faces. They are wrongly relying solely on the partisan spin of a brief summary, not the details of the full report. Attorney General Barr must appear before Congress to explain how his conclusions reached could be so completely opposite from the obvious facts of this report. What further actions will be taken is yet to be determined. And he says, a reporter would then ask, can you give us a specific example of damning evidence you cited? Answer, well, there are so many, I, I wouldn't even know where to start. And it would go on and on. And you know what? He's pretty, pretty much right. The denial part. The, and they'll never get to acceptance. No. You know, they, they, they've had their grief. I saw Rachel Maddow crying on TV last weekend when there was no evidence of collusion with the Russians or conspiracy in the Mueller report, according to William Barr's summary, and said, can't reach a conclusion on obstruction or not. There's evidence for and against it. Okay. But the evidence for obstruction of justice still goes back to the firing of James Comey, the lying protocol breaking then head of the FBI. Well, that case falls apart because the president can fire the FBI director at any time for any reason Comey even said so. And that started, that commenced the Mueller investigation. That's what started it? Yeah. Mm. Well, I actually started before that with the FISA rulings on the dossier, which were proven to be false and uncorroborated, and them getting warrants with a lie to the judges. That's where it all started, before the election. Okay. That was their plan to stop Trump then. When he got elected, they had, as Peter Strzok said in the uh, text to his uh, lover, Lisa Page, the lawyer there at the FBI, we need an insurance policy 
just in case he wins. Uh-huh. That was directly towards Andrew McCabe, who was the assistant FBI director at the time, who also has been fired since for lying and for you know weaponizing uh, the Department of Justice and the FBI for one political party's purposes. Hmm. So it's 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 pretty clear that now that there's no there there, they're gonna they're gonna make up make stuff up, and then then they're dealing into the president's finances and his business and his taxes from years before he was even president, which have nothing to do with impeachment or high crimes and misdemeanors. It's just to <clears throat> make him look bad or uh, worse, trying or? trying to trying to neuter his chances to win re-election in 2020 mostly it, he's I, i'm you know i'm he's gonna win in 2020 i think so your lips to god's ears i hope so because i can't see these lying band of hypocrites taking power in the white house again mm-hmm. we'll take a break we got uh gifts from wally on the way in mere moments hey mo if he's up and adam hopefully crosley has him up early this morning and uh we'll continue on the Saturday morning edition, seven hundred. Well, maybe the bracket busting is done. Maybe it continues into this weekend as the Elite Eight is whittled down to the Final Four in the men's NCAA college basketball championship tournament. To talk about that and much more, hey Mo, what's going on? Well, I, that's why I talk to you to find out what's going on. Oh, great! So, what's going on? Well, you got uh, the Reds play today, maybe. Maybe, uh, maybe. You got uh, FC Cincinnati playing tonight, and you have uh, we're down to the Elite Eight in college basketball. The Kentucky Wildcats remain alive. Yes, yes, sir. they do. Duke has now survived two what people would call scares. Yeah, uh, the <laughs> UFC game. I mean, there's there's absolutely no reason outside of the fact that the Devils have sold their soul to the devil that that layup was missed at the last last second against UCF. Two of them. Two of them. Yeah. You know, the, the first one and then the putback. I don't know how that doesn't go in. Um, you know, I think teams have, have kind of realized the formula against them, which is they're not a great three-point shooting team, Duke. Now they've, you know, they've made just enough. But for, for as great as Zion Williamson is, and he is phenomenal, um, I think teams, really good teams, and it's going to be interesting now because I think the the level of competition is going to increase uh, against Duke uh, when they play Michigan State. You can really, really challenge Duke to try to shoot outside shots, and that is not a great formula for them. And I think that's you know the main reason why UCF was able to take them down to the closing seconds, and to an extent, same thing for Virginia Tech last night. Yeah, I amazed Charles Barkley. I didn't catch any of the broadcast last night because I was in bed sleeping for this show. <laughs> Charles Barkley must be in in uh, War Eagle heaven right now because Auburn has made the Elite Eight with the, the victory over North Carolina, which nobody saw coming. Um, I don't know that nobody saw it coming. Well, I, I Auburn saw have, it coming. but <laughs> I, I, Well, I mean, look, consider what Auburn was before the season. That was a top 15 team. Um, in the SEC, they won the SEC tournament in a yeah. in a year that you had LSU really good, Tennessee really good, and Kentucky, who obviously they'll play tomorrow, really really good. Um, that's a really good team, and and I I thought they had a puncher's chance because number one, Carolina is not great defensively. Number two, Auburn can can turn you over, and Carolina is as high powered as they are. 
Um, they're a little bit susceptible to, to giving the ball away, and they've got some offensive firepower. Now, you might not expect them to hit 17 threes as they did last night, but those are two teams. If you watch Carolina and Auburn all year long, they, they each go on runs. They're, they're a, you know, you'll, you'll watch uh, the Tar Heels and they'll go on a 10-0 run, or you'll watch uh, Auburn, they go on a 12-2 run, really kind of changes the game. Um, they, for the last 20 minutes last night, that's the best 20 minutes I've seen a team play in the NCAA tournament. And the game against Kentucky is going to be interesting because I think this is John Calipari's best defensive team. Mm-hmm. P.J. Washington came back and looked really good last night. Right. Um, but, yeah, this Auburn club, the way they played over those last 20 minutes, that is downright scary. Well, Duke, Auburn, and, uh, well, uh, was it Duke, Auburn, Kentucky, like I said, P.J. came back, but the uh, the other team in the, the Final Four, Duke, Auburn, and, well, they, it's the Elite Eight. But there there are three teams in serious contention who have major injuries now after this last couple of rounds of games. But you have uh, Duke dealing with an injury with uh, with Reddish. You have uh, Kentucky with uh, Washington back. And uh, the, the young man's name uh, who got hurt last night for Auburn in a really unfortunate, sad-looking injury. Uh, the correct pronunciation of his name I'm not going to do justice, but he was the best player on the court last night. And Bruce Pearl, their head coach, even said it. Michigan State's dealing with some injury yeah, issues. Yeah, Michigan State was the other team. I, I think you can make the argument that Gonzaga is the best team remaining right now uh, because offensively, they're the most efficient team in college basketball. That game uh, tonight against Texas Tech is going to be fascinating because Texas Tech is probably the best defensive team in the country, and Gonzaga, from an efficiency standpoint, is the best offensive team in the country. And then the way they defended Florida State, um, it, Gonzaga, remember, beat Duke on a neutral court head-to-head, a fully healthy Duke team, um, I think you can make a case that Gonzaga is the best team right now, and in large part because of their health. Texas Tech, kind of, you see them advancing to the Elite Eight. Texas Tech is giving validation. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The NKU, aren't they? In a, in a way, uh, N- NKU played them better than anybody else has. Michigan State had, or Michigan, I'm sorry, had no answer for them uh, offensively. Scored just 43 points. Uh, their coach, Texas Tech, Chris Beard, second straight year he's taken them uh, to the Elite Eight. He is, and he might be right now, but he is about to be maybe the hottest commodity in college basketball. And, you know, we keep talking about the UCLA situation and maybe connecting the name Mick Cronin to it. Uh, yeah. Tony Bennett, the Virginia coach, I think there's going to be some interest by the school uh, to him. Uh, Chris Beard's a guy that I would take good, good, hard look at. Uh, and and you mentioned Tony Bennett. It's amazing that he can coach and sing that well at that age. Uh, exactly, yeah. I mean, what, is like maybe two or something? Yeah, he doesn't look it either. Um FC Cincinnati playing again at home against the Philadelphia Union. And uh, the headline on the Cincinnati Posted stamp printed in Columbus says, FCC no longer an MLS secret. What? I didn't know that they were an MLS secret. I mean, it's their first year, but come on. Well, they got smoked their first game. Yeah. And I think people kind of thought, 
you know, what this might be, how it's going to go. They got off to a terrible start their second game on the road against Atlanta, and since then they got a tie or a draw in that game and then wins uh, in each of their last two, and that's seven points in three games. Uh, they're tied for first place in the Eastern Conference, and, and while that, that season is insanely lengthy, yeah. I do think that what they've been able to do has been a little bit of a revelation. There were people writing before the season started about how they were going to have the worst record in the conference, and that may still happen. But the team that I've watched play its last two and a half games is not finishing last place in the Eastern Conference. Well, they played they played MLS teams in in friendlies and in in competition last year and and had some good success. So, I mean, what what what's the talent? We always talk about the talent level uh, and and the difference between minor league <clears throat> baseball and major league baseball, you know, or the 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 old D league and and the NBA and stuff. What is the talent level difference between the the league that FC Cincinnati was in last year, minor league and in major league soccer. What's the talent level difference? You know, I'm I'm probably not the most qualified person to say that. I, I had somebody say to me when the, the the whole effort to to join major league soccer was you know kind of a a thing. He said, you know, if you look at on the grand on the global scale, major league soccer is probably the equivalent of double A baseball. If you're comparing it to English Premier League, Spanish League, right. things like that. And I said, Okay, what's the what's the USL? And he said, No, it's quite simply it's 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 A ball. I mean, that's the drop off. So um you're right, they were able to compete and beat major league soccer sides and they did it with USL players. Now they have major league soccer players and I think, if anything, it kind of speaks to their technical staff, front office, and obviously the head coach, Alan Koch, who's uh, – they certainly don't look like a club that's happy to just exist in Major League Soccer. They look hell-bent on winning, and they have over their last two games. Mo, uh, sitting at the bar on Thursday, we're, and we had a nice nice opening day. And I, love the, I love the excitement of opening day. And even six blocks from the river, we still had a nice flow of folks for opening day. And we're watching the game, and it, I, I'm not watching the game because I'm, like, running my tail off, slinging drinks and stuff. But somebody goes, oh, my God, somebody watching the, the game. I said, what? I said, he just yanked out his starter in the sixth inning <laughs> with, with, with two outs. And, and then, you know, what happened, obviously, is that uh, Jared Hughes gives up the lead and people are booing David Bell. Is this an indication of how David Bell will manage this year? Because he wasn't, be. he wasn't afraid be. to use the bullpen. He wasn't uh, afraid to use the hook. <laughs> no, I mean, look, there's, there's two ways of looking at it. Number one, he should have a good bullpen this year, and Jared Hughes was good last season. So you're going to turn things over to them, and you're going to turn to that pitcher specifically. You should be okay. But, yeah, uh, five and two-thirds, he had gotten the first two guys out. He gives up just his second hit, and the pitch count was only at 91. Now, Luis Castillo may have indicated, said something, look, I'm cooked, I'm done, that kind of thing, but it was, it seemed premature, and I'm, I'm watching it going, you know, give him one more batter. Let's try to get sure. to the sixth inning, and then let's reexamine things. I know early in the season pitchers aren't going to go as long as they may, you know, in, in June, July, that kind of thing, but. Right. He had been cruising, and here's the good news. Luis Castillo threw like an ace on on Thursday. Yeah, he threw, and that's he threw why like he their the number opening, one guy. That's why he got the opening day start. Um, I think he projects better than anybody else to be a, a long-term, um, you know, front-of-the-rotation guy. 
but yeah, it was, it, it, it was for a first time manager. He certainly did subject himself to some second guessing. And if Jose Peraza and Derek Dietrich don't uh, come through with the heroics they did, uh, we're probably still talking about that. And, and instead, it becomes you know a little bit more than a footnote to um, a really fun, really successful opening day. Well, they called Sparky Anderson Captain Hook, didn't they? Uh, they did. They did. Uh, one of our former hosts once referred to him as Dr. Hook, who's an entirely different thing. Right. I never heard Sparky Anderson sing Sylvia's Mother or cover the Rolling Stone. Just it's not to say that he didn't. No, it's true. That's true. Yeah, you never know. Uh, so what did you think overall? Uh, it's so hard to get a, a one-day perspective on a whole season, but there is nothing in this world like opening day in Cincinnati, from the parade to the festivities to people having sex on the Ferris wheel. <laughs> There's nothing like opening day in Cincinnati. So, I mean, just your, your takeaway from game one. Uh, from the game itself, the biggest takeaway for me is this this Reds team, uh, compared to <clears throat> the, the units they have field over the last couple of years, is an extremely deep team. Because this, this was an opening day where all the talk was about Yesiel Puig and Matt Kemp, who didn't even play, and all the new guys and the big names. And yet the game was decided by Jose Iglesias, um, sort of an under-the-radar signing who's only in the starting lineup because Scooter Jeanette is hurt. Jose Peraza, who we kind of forget last year, did hit 14 homers. Yeah. And, and has, has always shown a pretty, pretty decent level of proficiency with the bat, hit 288 last year. And Derek Dietrich, uh, another under the radar signing and a guy who's going to play a lot because he can play five different positions. Um, their bullpen and, and granted, not everybody who came in relief threw well. Rysel Iglesias certainly didn't, but uh, a number of guys did. They've done a really nice job of building a, a team with a good bench. When, when Matt Kemp doesn't even play in a yeah. tight game on opening day, Matt Kemp was an all-star last year. I know. Um, when you're bringing him off your bench and you're getting the contributions, look, Jose Iglesias has been an all-star before. Derek Dietrich has spent three seasons as a starter. Uh, if you looked at Reds teams from, you know, 2015 through 2018, you often saw pinch hitters and bullpen guys that frankly weren't major league caliber yeah, players. Yeah. That's not the case with this squad. Mo, what's on the blog? Six bold predictions for the Reds season and an interview yesterday with Xavier head coach Travis Steele. If Pac-Man Jones is arrested again, what will it be for? Well, the track record is, you know, it doesn't go so well for him when he enters a casino. Yeah. You know? So I'm I'm going to guess a casino is going to be involved. And alcohol. A casino and alcohol are going to be involved. What a human parasite, man. <laughs> uh, and, I mean, he really is. And it's, it's, I wrote this two arrests ago, which sounds amazing, that Adam Jones is really, really good at spinning this tale about how he's this deeply complex guy and he gives away bicycles to poor kids. And, and then – he constantly gets involved in the things that he has become for the rest of us very well known for. And he just, he continues to try to pull the wool over people's eyes with this narrative of a guy yeah. who's just, yeah. he's reconstructed his yeah. life. And then he walks into a casino and gets caught cheating and then <laughs> uh, curses out cops, which is not the first time that's happened either. Mo, thank you very much. Have a great week. All right. Sep- 
for Saturday. Rain, heavy at times, a chance for thunderstorms midday, and windy, a high of 62. Saturday night, continued scattered showers, a late chance for a few wet snowflakes, a low of 29. Then on Sunday, mostly sunny and chilly, a high of 44. From your severe weather station, I'm Nine First Warning Chief Meteorologist Steve Raleigh, News Radio 700 WLW. All righty then. Mike Allen, Saturday midday. Coming up next, Counselor, what's on the big program this well, morning? Of course, we're going to talk about the Jesse Smollett case and the travesty of justice that unfolded in Chicago. And we're going to talk about celebrity justice in particular. And uh, a glaring example of that. Uh, What's well, amazing how so how many this town. it's amazing how many elitists are involved in this whole Jesse Smollett thing. Yeah, from from Michelle Obama's former chief of staff uh, Tina Shen to Michelle Obama her, herself, possibly to George Soros, yep. who sp- who financed the campaign of Kim Fox, the uh, state's attorney general in Illinois. It's truly County. amazing, and and what you're hearing is, and it's laughable is that, hey, we didn't handle this case any differently than we handled any other case, which sounds eerily familiar to the situation we had about a year or so ago with Pac-Man Jones, where he uh, he got off with a slap on a wrist, if you can even say that, and the same thing was said. These are the way we handle these cases, which is absolute bull crap. Yeah, really is. Anybody on the show today? Uh, yeah, we're going to talk to Jason Williams at 10 o'clock, Politics Extra, going to catch me up on all things politics in this city. And then at 1030, we're going to get a Reds report from, he was our man in Goodyear, now he's our man at Great American Ballpark, Yeti Armbruster. Fantastic. I'm going to talk to him about uh, the Cincinnati Reds. Saturday midday, just after news, uh, the after the show show at Huddles, Chris Thomas, thanks for coming by. Thanks for having me, sir. All right, go go shop with your wife at Jungle Gyms and get drunk. That's what yes. they're going to do. Or just come by Huddles and the, you the don't prices. have a Ferris wheel. No, we don't, <laughs> we don't have a Ferris wheel. Although strange things have happened on those bar stools. Uh, Seven hundred WLW. America, the land of liberty. Every day I'm asked, Willie, how can I find happiness? How can I become a success? What's the point of vegan lasagna? Get the answers. Listen to me, the great American. Listen to Willie. Monday at 12 noon on 700 W. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.